0: Welcome to Pop Tarts. Be me me me. Uh, Showgirls is to feminism what
1: Oreos are to veganism.
2: Is Showgirls a misunderstood masterpiece?
1: Well, it always like it looks like. I mean, dog food more than like a can of tuna. I feel dog food looks delicious.
3: Find something else to love, and then eventually loving yourself.
1: Literally have panel discussions about is smelling your farts good for your health?
0: sometimes you just want to murder someone with diamonds. She looks better than a
3: 10-inch ten, a ten dick. Can you know? It? Cannot be replicated.
0: I'm Emily Rems. I'm Callie Watt. We are both editors of Bust Magazine in Brooklyn, New York. We love talking to each other about pop culture. And we love talking to you about pop culture. And today we're going to be talking about one of my very favorite movies of all time. Oh, man. Showgirls. Showgirls. Okay, it's a bad movie. Uh, But the world is full of bad movies. People make bad movies every day. But what does it take to make a truly great bad movie? Like a magnum opus of a bad movie. One that inspires a cult following and Halloween costumes and parties devoted to it and public screenings decades later and full on fan obsession like the one that I have. Whatever that special magic is, Showgirls has had it for 25 years and on this episode, we have invited over some very special guests to help us talk about it. Matt Harkins and Viviana Olin first came to our podcast in 2018 to discuss the film I, Tonya, with us because they had just turned the hallway of their apartment into the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan 1994 Museum and had dedicated the space to artifacts from that skandal. And of course, they became total art stars. And darlings of the downtown art world in every way. And they went on to curate other (laughs) pop cultural happenings, including Goddess, the exhibit, an immersive experience dedicated to the film showgirls that was out at the Resorts World Casino in Queens, (laughs) which I've always been meaning to visit. Yeah, I know.
2: I can't wait to
0: talk about my fascination with this film with them. Particularly, this is going to be the best.
3: Welcome, Matt and Viviana. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for having us. We are so excited to be here, and especially talking about one of the greatest films of all time, Um, if not the. (laughs) um, I think it's up there with Grease too for me. As like (laughs) one of the most important films to be done. And I'm from Las Vegas. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Born and raised, so I am very particular about movies from Vegas. I actually never watched it growing up because I hated movies from Vegas. And then Matt was like. You haven't watched this? What? And so we like, it was a very late night. And then I was like, oh my God, I just saw it through new eyes. I was like, this, it, it's the closest thing to Vegas. Anything you see about Vegas, Showgirls is the most authentic depiction of it, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> As someone
0: who's from there, like that's real. Like you're not bullshitting uh, No, it's me. real.
3: It's like, just like the eating hamburgers on benches. You know what I mean? There's a lot of eating hamburgers and also
0: in, in cars. And they eat On top of all,
3: parking garages. All over the place. Yes. The parking garage is a very important part in Vegas. That's like it's like a very like it's a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Before it all we happens delve there. more into
0: the film, obviously we're we're gonna be here all night talking about this. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about Goddess, the exhibit. Why did you do it? What did it entail, and what were the reactions like?
1: Well, we love showgirls, and then I can't remember which happened first, but I know that we emailed the Resorts World Casino because we were like, why not? They emailed us back, so we were like, "Oh my god," because mm-hmm. we didn't expect it. And then we got like a meeting with them, and it was the coolest day ever because we like uh, got to like head out to the Resorts World Casino at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. for a business meeting <gasps> with. Uh, oh, I forget her name now. She
3: was so iconic. She was like this older Queens lady, and we got to go down into like the depths of the casino, and it was just like the, the secret backstage. nooks, yeah, the secret yeah. nooks, in, like this, like this, like in this, like little office, you know. And we just we just talked about art, you know? And she was very receptive. Totally cool. And she was initially like, yeah, um, you can hang, we, we do art here, you can hang some stuff up. And she was like, um, and you can have a little party at the bar, it'll be like $10,000. And we're like, hmm, mm-hmm. we'll she will get back to you on that. She's like, nah, you can have her free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> um, and then it just began, Then then um, there's uh, a, a group of artists that we work with for every show. Um, just like from like because we've done like t- over ten now. You've so done was- over ten shows. Yeah, yeah. We, we can't like keep track sometimes. But Showgirls was one of the most fun. It was
1: so. It was I think the most fun ever because it was just so. Um, there were so many things that went wrong. I think, <laughs> but then, uh, but then also we're like kind of perfect because we, uh, we, we got there. We got we put the art up, and then um, and it was we-
0: all. Art depicting characters, depicting showgirls, showgirls' moments.
1: So we work with different people. We're like, what do you feel like most drawn to? And I mean, it is like a gorgeous film.
3: Some people are um, Nomi Some people are a
2: Crystal. And like mm-hmm.
1: every part of that movie is like such a work of art. To to like, like I feel like visually, just looking at like the it the, is sumptuous. The lights, yeah, 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 and yeah, all yeah, all yeah. The glitter
2: in the hair, yeah, so everything's like gorgeous. Strings.
1: And all it's like crystal. such an influential movie for like any like art form I feel it's referenced all the time and so th- people were really excited to make like original pieces and so we put them all up on one wall at the Red Wall Gallery but it's just a giant red wall uh, and then um, we did like an Eventbrite
3: yeah we did an Eventbrite and like because we had like a month to plan this amazing party in like the middle of like the casino like the you were just in center stage yeah, right? We had the, floor. We had the whole bar and they're like they they were like maximum passes like 100 people and we're like okay great so we do an Eventbrite and we but we do it for free and then because of the Resorts World Casino, like the RCPs go up to a thousand oh. like within like I feel like a day. So I'm immediately like, no one else can come. You know, it's like <laughs> booked up. And then we like wanted a really cool DJ, but we like um, didn't know how to like find one so we had our friend pretend to be a DJ so we just like <laughs> went up there and like Matt made a playlist and we called her DJ Dara Queb. she just like danced the whole ah, time because the G- we- they had a DJ booth but
1: they didn't tell us we would be allowed to use it so they only told us we could use an iPhone so we found an app <laughs> that you could basically be a DJ and like put it all together I mean I don't think it was that. It was okay, but the songs were good. And then we put her up there, and they wouldn't let us change the TV. So then it was like golf was <laughs> turned
3: on. And she was, but like, she looked so cool. I mean, she had
1: like like really long like hair. I'm bringing like... her drinks.
3: <laughs> and I would say about like, and so I go up to like the girls who are working at the casino, and I'm like, hey, this is going to be huge today. Over a <laughs> thousand RSVPs. I mean, I'm going to need more bracelets. I think um, just be ready. <laughs> I would say. Seven people. <laughs> Shut <showed> up!
0: <laughs> I would it would have been eight, but I saw that you had like not you weren't taking any more. Yeah, people, a lot of so. people
2: wanted to come. Those li- and oh, I was like, right. sorry, no,
3: babe, not, you know it's not gonna not. happen. The thing with, if
2: it's a free event, right? People yeah. RSVP and then they don't show up. That happens at the comedy store Now they. Comedy show we sponsor, so they Mm -hmm. charge just a dollar now.
3: Yeah, it's you really got to do you got to do that. Because for the Tiffany Pollard show we did, I remember like we Tiffany Pollard, aka New York, yes, and it was like a fire hazard in there. It was like I was so anxious, and I was like, oh my god! So I was like, I'm never gonna have like no, you know. We'd be very conscious, but then we were a little too conscious. So we had the the bar in the middle for about three hours. And so we just told everybody to dance as big as possible. (laughs) So it wasn't weird that we had the space. So it became a performance art show in a different way. Or okay, everybody on the slots were just like watching us and filming us dance. <laughs> and we
1: uh we made like boxes of dog food that people could eat. So puppy we were chow. all also holding puppy chow and like eating.
0: There's nothing that I would rather see after losing my life savings in a casino than <laughs> some some expertly rendered shots from Showgirls. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie. Let's shall dive we? in. Let's sort of lay out the basics for the uninitiated. Showgirls is a nineteen ninety-five erotic thriller. It was Mm -hmm. written by Joe Esterhaus, directed by Paul Verhoeven. It stars Elizabeth Berkley, famously from Saved by the Bell. Uh, She is the main character, Nomi Malone, an aspiring dancer who comes to Vegas to become a star. It's a story as as old as Hollywood itself, only it's in Vegas. It co-stars Kyle McLaughlin as her sleazy boss and Gina Gershon as the top showgirl whose job Nomi is intent on usurping. Obviously, This does not begin to scratch the surface of why we're obsessed with it. Um, If someone were to ask you guys, Matt and Viviana, like, what's the deal with showgirls? I've never seen it. Like, what is it about it that why are people so obsessed with it? What do you say?
3: I would say it's a love story um, (laughs) above all. Uh, Between whom? Between Nomi Nomi. and herself. (gasps) Oh,
2: Whoa! <laughs> I was gonna say the Greta the Gershwin character,
3: and between her and that, and just um, the love of fame, the love of uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's all about love, you know. Finding it, saying it's not for me, find something else to love, and then eventually loving yourself. Wow. Love
1: that. That's a great description. Thank you. I just yeah.
3: came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say,
0: Matt? What um, would you say if someone's like, "What is the deal with this movie"?
1: I would say that I would ask them if they've seen Chicago,
3: the movie, and
1: then I would say a lot of the shots in Chicago are stolen right from Showgirls. Really? Yeah. And then I would just leave.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And you would drop
1: the mic up to you. What you want to do now, knowing that
3: (laughs) the movie is just pure like sexual energy in like its most terrifying and like exciting forms, you know. And it's uh, it is just it is not something that you watch until you are like it's got to be like 2 a.m. You know what I mean? It's got to be like summer. It's going to be like you're really going to be like feeling yourself <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then you can kind of watch it. I feel like, just I, like you can you, meet it halfway.
1: If you watch it, it's like in the fifth element when she like watches all of history and is like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know? and like sees like <laughs> everything all that is happening like I'm overwhelming <laughs> because I think that movie has everything that like Viviana was saying. And then. I really do think when you watch it, you realize like, wait, I've seen this like affect every part of like, uh, art almost. I feel like every like like fashion for sure. There's so many times when people, it's like, oh, it's a showgirls reference, uh-huh, and even yeah. when it's like,
2: like not for really, six.
1: Yeah, 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 or like um, like at like the Met Gala or whatever, people like, Met
2: Gala is all about showgirls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: anywhere I feel, and then like Lady Gaga when she posted those photos, she just had like obviously said, make me know me Malone, right? And it's like, oh, that's so cool um not to mention other like movies that uh-huh. I feel like steal from it. It's,
0: I also feel like it's a 45
1: million dollar erotic
0: drama made by someone who hates sex.
3: Oh, that's oh, yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah.
0: Like every it is there is a there are balls to the wall sex. There's just sex or like or imitations of sex or approximations of sex or sexual content in some way all over this movie and all of it looks like it is sticky to the touch in mm-hmm. a bad way Which it is- all looks like it smells bad it all looks like it feels uncomfortable and like if you were i i would say like the pool better- scene is
2: classic terrible sex it's so weird because the writer and the director just came right off doing basic instinct And right?
1: they, and they i think they did want this movie to be like uh, really like to show like Vegas as like a terrible place.
2: Well, yeah, because they would interviewed um, dancers that were in Vegas. Yeah. And I have a quote here somewhere where the guy, how do you spell it? Is Paul same? Verhoeven. Yeah. He said uh, they interviewed dancers. It was supposed to be about how misguided and fucked up the underbelly of Vegas is. And the movie shows the dancers in Vegas are victimized, humiliated, used verbally and physically raped by the men who are at the power centers of the world.
3: It's like Vegas in the summer. It's it's so true about like the uncomfortable part because like Vegas in the summer, it's 120 degrees. It's hot. It's just pavement. You can't walk anywhere. If you do walk down like the street on like the strip, it's like these like little old women are like clicking these like porn ads for you. And it's just disgusting. Like when I was like 16, I'd walk down the street and like guys would just be like, oh, you give head. And it's just like, I'm walking to Barnes and Noble. (laughs) 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 But it's just like, it never feels safe. And, but then it's like, mixed with this like there's like these gorgeous like huge buildings that are just air conditioning like all you can eat buffets and like you can bowl at 2 a.m and it's just like it's like revolting and also like i still get like a thrill looking at casino floors you know because it's like that's like such a part of me and this movie just like captures it mm-hmm.
0: as i mentioned the the film cost 45 million dollars It was considered a huge flop at the box office because it only made 37 million dollars but the minute it hit home video, it made over a hundred million dollars. So, not quite the flop that it was touted to be. Really, people just wanted to watch it in the privacy of their well, own. Also, that was like the first movie
2: that had been released in all theaters that was uh NC 17, and so yeah. they think that had a oh, big right, yeah. hit on it. There was like a, a lot of, and then they would show it well with it like edited out and mm-hmm. special things like that. So, I think that really. Oh, they
3: put the like the computer-generated bras on her. Oh,
1: and right. the VH1 yes. Yeah, that was the first I think time I had seen it was the VH1 one. CGI crop top. Yeah, and
0: whatnot.
3: <laughs> yeah. but and and it's <laughs> like it's like the first time you watch it, I think you're watching it like, oh my god, what is this? And then you get to watch it, and it is like it's kind of a it's like uh, it's like almost like an original meme or something. You're like kind of looking at it over and over again, being like, okay. Was this intentional? Was right. was she told to say like that? Like that, you know. Why is she throwing French fries? Yeah. and Then yeah. you come back to like, oh my god, it's like such pretty costumes, you know. And then it's just like, and then you just like get obsessed with other little details because it's like five hours long, right? And like, yeah. there's just so much mm-hmm. to dig into and so many
2: layers. And just and sometimes you just want to murder someone with diamonds. <laughs> exactly. <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> there was a really because you're that bitch. <laughs> there was a really good YouTube video that I found. Is Showgirls a misunderstood masterpiece? And it was it was a really good cut where it shows like a lot of the like important scenes. And her whole theory is that because the house always wins in Vegas from the very beginning, it's set up to so that Naomi can't win. And then you see uh, Nomi, Nomi. And then you see like how um, she keeps trying to play the game, but women can never succeed in that kind of showbiz life. They're always going to have to keep going to do a different circle of the, of the world so you're a stripper or you're a prostitute or you're a showgirl and you just move to other circles and so she was never set up to win yeah the whole concept is really interesting the lady digs (laughs) in no
1: all that i feel is true and then it's like that combined with like like a really really good like story combined with like choices that like I would make as like a high school drama teacher, like calling her "know me," and it's like "know me alone," mm. you know, like things like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> alone, <laughs> like it's like I, they're kind of amazing because, like, I feel like most movies would be like, "Okay, let's like maybe pull it back a little bit," but they, but they just go, go like, all in. No, and it, <laughs> it's exactly what like a gay theater teacher would do. You know?
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also heard this really good theory via my friends um, that this is just a continuation of the Save by the Bell universe. Mm. <gasps> and this is what Jessie Spano after like at the after, end
0: I'm so excited I'm so excited I'm so scared
2: well after there's like a wedding in Vegas like uh, Zach and Kelly there's like a reunion special they go to Vegas so then this is when Jessie decides that's where she wants to go Her dad had already separated with her her parents had separated and she was sort of getting along with the (laughs) stepmom. She just changes her name and goes to Vegas because she didn't get into the college that she wanted. (laughs) (laughs) And I am so into it. And then that is why she's like a little hesitant to do coke at the beginning, because she had that whole speed freak situation in high school. Oh my god. The layers the
0: The layers. I wanna believe. Yeah. I could see it going down. (laughs) There's also there's something with showgirls where people know the famous lines from showgirls, maybe, and they don't know that they're from showgirls. Like, I, for a long time, didn't know what, like, take the red pill, take the blue pill, or whatever meant. And Logan was finally like, You hear things from The Matrix all the time, and you don't know that they're from The Matrix because <laughs> you never watched it. So, our audio engineer, Luscious Logan, sat me down. And I watched The Matrix. I'm like, Oh, I understand pop culture now. Thank you. <laughs> so, now
2: and, you understand which this was my favorite so- quote from showgirls, and maybe this was in your lexicon yeah she looks better than a 10 a 10 inch dick and you know it and you
0: <laughs> know it yes there are so what many comparison <laughs> things there are so many quotable moments in it oh than, so many like that it's hard to believe that they all came from the same film like we're it's notorious for being terrible but it also is filled with things that you just want to say over and over especially if you're drunk for some reason like you just well, I'm gonna say a few of mine, okay. Which may be yours, but I think that you guys can come up some of your with some of yours. Obviously, calling Versace Versace is the mm. number one thing that people may not know is in the the cultural lexicon because of this film. Oh yeah, Versace.
1: I love oh, Versace. Yeah.
0: Me too. And um, I love when the choreographer screams, "Thrust it, thrust it!" at the <laughs> girls um who are in rehearsal trying to. Rehearsed for Goddess, the stage show. Thrust
2: it! Thrust it! Come on, thrust it! Pop. Okay. That's enough. Thank you, ladies.
0: I also, <laughs> um, I love when Nomi and Crystal talk about eating dog food because they were poor and Crystal was like, I used to love doggy, ch- doggy chow. Doggy chow, puppy chow. I think chow. it was doggy chow. Yeah, yeah doggy chow. Oh, and yeah, they like really look wistfully into the distance drinking champagne and remembering doggy really? chow.
2: I used to love doggy chow. <laughs> I used to love doggy chow too. Isn't tuna, can tuna cheaper than dog food? Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: Like, I know I ramen's find cheaper than dog food. Maybe had to be already? quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they were eating it when they could be eating cheaper people food. Yeah. But of course my favorite um, is when former boss from the strip club comes visiting her, comes visiting Nomi on the set of Goddess and he says, it must be weird not having anybody come on you.
1: Oh, yeah. And he
0: says sweet, very get that very seriously and earnestly, and he looks into her face and says that to her.
2: That's <laughs> a great tattoo. <laughs> it must be weird not having anybody come on. Must be weird not having anybody
3: come on you.
0: Um, what what do you guys uh, like
3: that people say? They say so many things. I think we I think we have the same one. Wait, 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 wait Go yeah, first. Think, okay. Um, when gay carpenter... Oh, yeah. Um the dance captain, <laughs> yeah. she says if you're smart, and I was smart, you'll figure out a man and a job for later.
2: <laughs> uh, and we yes. should all think about that. <laughs> a man and a job.
3: But wait, for I, later. Wait, can I say one other one? Yes, um
1: sorry. the show's called Goddess, not classes.
3: Oh, yes. That one
1: is a great one.
0: I so we talked about some of our, our favorite moments. I would say, not surprisingly, my least favorite moment by far is the rape scene. The rape scene is so gratuitous and over the top and graphic. I remember feeling physically ill during it when I first saw it. And then in every subsequent scre- screening of it, I can't, I, like I literally cannot watch it. We prefer
3: it. to turn it off right before that. Because it is, just, it's so, it's so just, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so hard to watch. Like as big
0: as the production numbers are, as big as like the glitz and the glamour of the rest of the movie, like that's how big this rape scene.
3: It's a huge rape it's scene. It's really big big and bad. And it's like and I think the director once said um that his kind of goal with that was the one character in the whole movie who's like a good person is Molly. And it's like that's what Vegas is. It's like well you're going to get punished worst of all. And I totally think that's a fair reading to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and um so in that sense it's like it is so hard to watch and it's like uh, yeah, so it's 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 tough.
1: Yeah, it sucks. Tuffy. But it's and like- it's,
0: import- it's important that there be you know like to the to the film in terms of the plot it's important that that happen but does it have to happen for so long in that way definitely not (laughs) like do you guys find it gratuitous or am i just like wanting wanting my cake my my cheat my sweet and dreamy part and not it's it's so it's so gratuitous
3: but yeah the tough part is the the whole film is like so gratuitous you know just like when she's when she's like talking the it's not the same thing but like just when she's like uh talking about oh i'm on my period and he's like prove it and she's like she pulls her fucking her fingers into her pussy and then like shows him and it's just like that is like so it's so extra you know yeah. it's just yeah. yeah it's
0: all right i got
2: towels you can fuck me when you love me <laughs>
3: Um, and that can be really fun in like the flashy, shiny parts, and yeah. just be, can, it just can—it can be just gut wrenching. The
0: less um, horrific part that also makes me queasy every time is when uh, Elizabeth Berkeley licks the stripper
3: pole. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, especially yeah. Oh, germs. Yeah. Yeah. How so
2: many germs?
3: And I'm not like a germaphobe, but like I'm not, do not a lick pole. a pole. I'm <laughs> if you take a pole, anything away from this podcast, don't lick the. Pole. Do not lick the pole.
1: How much? I think I would do it for like $10.
2: (laughs) I'd probably do it
3: for
1: $10. For $10? I mean, I'm trying to think like, I want to say like, yeah, like a a huge amount, but then I am like, if somebody offered, I don't know. You'd
3: have to offer him like a lot more first, but then you can negotiate him down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My new nickname for you is Patient Zero. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Are there parts of, of uh, the film that you guys don't like or do you just love it?
3: From, well, it just definitely lasts, you know, ten minutes. Um But
1: uh, there's nothing besides that one scene at, like with Molly that I, I feel I'm like, Oh, this is really making me uncomfortable. Kind of
3: like when the lady hurts her leg. Mm-hmm. So you feel that, you know, yeah. everything. Yeah. Is, oh shit. No, yeah, that is awful. Yeah. That. Because oh, yeah. everything's like, heightened they just, up to, like it's like, stage, yeah. a and
1: time. she's like moaning in pain, you know? Yeah, it's you like feel it's like break. you could really, really it's I don't know, it feels like it's like I guess really good acting, I guess. But it's just <laughs> like holy shit, this is a lot. But that's like every part of the movie, you know? Yeah. And then so when yeah. it goes in a direction that's like uncomfortable for you, you really really feel it.
0: I I feel uncomfortable. We we mentioned it a little bit, but um that sex scene in the pool is the unsexiest sex it ever looks like committed to drowned. screen as far as <laughs> know, yeah. you know like, not it's counting like rape so scenes. <laughs> like for for anyone who hasn't seen the film, it is it is, you know, a rather climactic sex scene between Elizabeth Berkeley and Kyle McLaughlin I would like to say at this juncture that I have a boner for Kyle McLaughlin because of Twin Peaks like I find him to be a fetching gentleman I want to see him with as few garments on as possible I want to see him simulating sex with whoever like never has my boner for him shrunk so so small (laughs) like never has it receded so far within my body than it did than it does in this scene where she literally looks like she's a an aquatic, like, dolphin-like creature that's been electrocuted at SeaWorld. It's fish-like. Like, Like, there was a horrific fish tank accident, Mm -hmm. and she's just... um, Is that what
2: Shape of Water is like?
0: (laughs) the the merman sex is so much hotter than that than this. I can't... I would take it night and day over it. Shape of Water wishes. (laughs) Yeah, seriously.
3: What it proves is that Elizabeth Berkley is an acrobat. And she proved that several times in this film. Um, she's a trained dancer. She's she's just fantastic, you know. Um, and After the film, uh, Goldie Hahn was like uh, for First Wives Club. She's like, get me Elizabeth Berkley because she knew that nobody else was casting her, and she was like, really, I'm yeah. Gonna put her in this movie. She was
1: like, I'm not like this. It's the, she could see like how unlike what how she was being treated was. Right. She was like, oh, put her in this. It's a big role.
0: I didn't see Kyle McLaughlin's career take any kind of hits from that there was two people in that pool but for some reason only elizabeth berkeley was branded the The unsexiest sex
3: symbol alive and after the film kyle mclaughlin was like i had no idea you know (laughs) i couldn't believe it no i didn't know this is wrong this is no this is not what they told me everybody was like oh my god poor kyle mclaughlin but it's like But then like, I don't think she went in with those line readings of like, I'm going to throw fries like this and say like different places, you know, so it's like they knew they were being directed. Word on the street is that
0: Paul Verhoeven was very specifically directing her to be that
3: weird spasmodic Mm -hmm. creature. I would love to talk about her dancing in the club. Oh my God. And how
0: everyone's saying like, she's got it.
3: She's the best, and she's literally—I have seen better dancers
0: like drunk at bachelorette parties. Yeah. Like there's so, never—it's really uncomfortable watching
2: what her does dance. She say when the guy comes up to her and he's like, "What are you doing?" And she's oh. like, I'm "Dancing or something." Like,
3: so but absurd. there's never been dancing like that before, and there will never be <laughs> dancing like that again. And it's just like it, it is, is a so unique.
1: And the fringe, yeah. the fringe really amps it <laughs> yeah. up. It kicks it up a notch. Um, and the,
3: and the like, the shapes in the background, you know, and it's just like, oh, it's just it, it cannot be replicated.
1: <laughs> that video of her d- dancing, it works with almost any song.
3: Oh, like if you
1: put it like
0: back. you can play true, Macarena, you can play it,
1: any song, and it's just like, b- yeah, b- this b- b- this b- makes b- b- sense. B- I mean, even a slow song, because that'd be like. I wonder powerful. if there
0: was. Ever- any music actually playing when they filmed it, or if they were like, it was probably all like, pretend <coughs> you're having a seizure. <laughs> people like oh shuffling around. <laughs> Matt put
3: Sweet But Psycho on it once, and I it was like, song. oh my God, this video is, <laughs> <laughs> this is 2025. <laughs> I was like, this is the coolest thing I have
1: ever seen. And then I remember somebody being like, I hate that song too. I'm like,
3: oh,
0: all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Can we discuss the fact that the only people who are, kind and helpful and have any redeeming qualities are black oh um there's so she pukes on a stranger's car and that nice woman of color buys her fries she throws the oh, fries right. uh in a in a violent fit and that woman is like i know why don't you live with me in my trailer yeah
2: that's wild and then she's like living with this lady and she's like i think i want to buy this versace dress and it's like
0: shouldn't you be paying her rent <laughs> yeah. before you buy them for like get the dress <laughs> and then she meets a gentleman of color in a club while she's jerking spasmodically around and he's like you've got something special i'm gonna take time out of my job at he ha- he does all the jobs in las all vegas the jobs. I was, i'm like, gonna take time America's out literally to, to be like you want fame fame costs right here's where you start paying in sweat and also let you direct my hand to your menstruation <laughs> <laughs> like these are the These people For no Tangible reason like she is she is being um, Threatening mm-hmm. To them yeah she's kind of a dick I'll, Is a dick to them, them and to. yet they Exist only To help the white lady He does cheat on her though
3: mm-hmm. Yeah and that makes her sad
0: <laughs> Yeah but he still wants to help her Even though he cheats on her Yeah like the his ex- reason to exist in the film is to help her, Molly's reason to exist in the film is to help her, but also her reason to exist is to be so good and to be treated so badly, that Nomi Malone has to decide between her dreams or kicking the shit out of a rapist, and she <laughs> Which chooses. Is a fun thing. <laughs> she chooses Plan B. Yeah. Well,
1: she is headed to Hollywood at the end, though. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> one can only hope but <laughs> part two which... they were going gonna make a part oh, there, two but I feel wasn't. like that they part, did. Yeah, a that part two a part two it exists oh that's right I know, I know the girl they're... who played Penny yeah,
1: spearheaded we... it and everyone was like police we've DM'd her before but yeah, <laughs> <not> <laughs> getting responded. drunk and watching that but they were um, I think they, they were like hoping for like a, a Hollywood one with Nomi mm. and I think maybe a trilogy but I feel like what, like what we were talking about is more it's gotta be it's just the director's like you know view of they're like maybe worldview and how they like simplify things into like
0: I'm sure at the time they were very self congratulatory that they had people of color in in leading roles in the film. But yeah. they were really like uh, the black support staff mm-hmm. for the crazy white lady. And I don't think that that would really fly today, the way it did 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. This this movie would never be made, (laughs) among
1: other things, you know. Uh, But, yeah, it is, like, a definitely. And I I wonder if you go back and watch, like, all of their movies. um, I'm sure you find, like, Basic Instinct, Starship Troopers they did.
2: Yeah. Uh And Total Recall. Um,
1: And they did Total Recall, too, right? And Robocop. Such a trippy movie. Yeah, you'll find just, like, more stuff like that.
0: I feel like Showgirls is an odd outlier in terms of the fact that you can get like dude bros and feminists and gay men in a room all happily watching showgirls Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
0: and there aren't that many films like that and if that's true is it really bad I mean well we're the type of people that don't think it's bad (laughs) yeah no but I do think it's bad like I don't want to make it sound like I'm here like oh this is like a a great piece of filmmaking it's it's bad the acting is bad the script is bad the story is bad
3: and i think i think it's i think it's hard like if like yeah because it's like a question of intention and but i don't think but i think if you're looking at like uh what the bigger impact is of like how many people can enjoy it and like find moments in it then um then i consider it like really really great you know um because i it's like it's not sloppily done which is like there's like there's a lot of time and money put into it and it's like like the cinematography alone is like so like the shots of vegas and like the casinos and like the the dances and like of like crystal connor it's like oh my god i could just live in this world and so in that sense i think it's just like i think it is there's a lot of great stuff in it um and it's you know it's it's uh it's really long and i think that you know that's a that's something too <laughs> you got a, a lot of bang for your
0: book, a lot of unsatisfying bang. Yeah. But, you know, like when you talk about the world of bad movies, I'm one of those people who likes quote unquote bad movies as much as I like good movies. But, um you know, if you're talking about a movie like Plan Nine from Outer Space, there's all of these like Mystery Science Theater 3000 type sci fi things where they were made on a shoestring budget, and you're really seeing the ingenuity of people with big ideas and teeny tiny resources. And it's funny to watch, like how people try to execute a big idea when they just don't have the budget for it. And then that's there's something really sort of like uplifting and life affirming about that. Like, come on, guys, let's put on a show. It doesn't matter that we can't afford it. Like, we're gonna make the best monster movie of all time. And then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you have a movie that's bad for so many reasons, and yet it ends up being so fascinating, and it has unlimited resources like a bad movie that emerges from unlimited resources is an entirely different experience especially for people who are looking for like the cult movie uh jolt that cult that sweet cult movie high yeah and it's not (laughs) like
1: a snakes on a plane where it's like okay we all know how you went into this Mm -hmm. and like uh Yeah, it's, like, fun, but there's no, like, real mystery or anything that's a part of it, or any, like, for both Plan 9 and Showgirls that have, you know, the way it unfolded when it came out and its history, it's just, like, that's how it happened, and that's a part of the story of, like, the movie, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And even when they were, I I don't know if you guys went to any of those screenings, like, I went to a screening when they were really trying to make Showgirls into the next Rocky Horror, when they were giving everyone props.
1: What props did they get? (laughs) They gave out roses and like
0: um like beads to throw like onto the floor and like a different like they were really pushing this idea of like giving (laughs) people different props. (laughs) Yeah. People (laughs) were throwing fries. Um and it was fun, but it also felt very forced in a way that seemed very crassly commercial. Like they they were selling boxes of like the DVD with all the props inside and stuff. It, they they definitely were trying to capitalize on the cult status of it in a way that was not befitting the kind of cult movie that it is.
3: Showgirls yeah. is to be enjoyed in your own personal home um, after 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of which,
1: they like um, for like one of the DVD releases, they were going to do commentary, and they asked Elizabeth Berkley. And she said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But pay me like $2,000. And yeah. they said no.
0: Oh, come
3: on. I
1: mean, it insane, yeah. and The then, movie
0: that destroyed her career. <laughs> think they the won't. least you could do. A few like, shekels
1: is, is too much <laughs> to ask. <laughs> it was and now wild. we've lost
3: that commentary. Like now we're not going to get that. We'll
1: never know. Instead, we have some uh, guy just like who wasn't there. But, you know, he's just talking about it. But we could have had somebody who was there, you know. There's no the like directors. Okay, Elizabeth oh, no, Berkeley there is a directors one. but I know you're listening to this
0: show. <laughs> I know that Elizabeth Berkeley has listened to every episode of this show. If you're out there, I will have a bake sale. I will have, what is it, a Patreon to raise the $2,000. We'll if get that money will, together. If oh, you yeah. can hook up these podcast. microphones and turn on Showgirls, we can make that happen. We <laughs> want your commentary. This. I think it probably could be an association with your museum. And oh, oh, we're just going to show up. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. I can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it from her and from no one else. Same. <laughs> well, I mean, not no one else. Gina Gershon, obviously.
1: But I don't know if she's Gina. done one. Gina Gershon. I mean, that would be fascinating uh, to listen to. I feel like she hasn't. She is crushing it right now in Riverdale. Oh,
0: I yeah. know. I love
3: oh. that she's Jughead's mom. Oh my god! Oh my god, that's so cool. She's Jughead's mom. Yes. yes. Oh,
1: that's great. And she was on I'm Curb, so too
3: recently.
0: I want to return briefly to something that Callie was talking about about the idea of showgirls being feminist. I watched the video that Callie was talking about. I found it very interesting. There was this idea that the casino and in the way that the house always wins is a metaphor for patriarchy. And that in patriarchy you can please as as much as you can please the man, then you can get forward you can get ahead to a certain point. But if you're not a member of the patriarchy and you were living within it, what you're really doing is you are competing for the crumbs. While the men are eating the entire pie above you. And that all of the drama (laughs) that we see unfolding, all the girl on girl violence that we see in the film, is really all a cautionary tale about how, as long as women are in competition with each other within patriarchy, we're never gonna break out of it. Nomi only breaks out of it when she decides to defend her sister and kick a rapist in the fucking nuts and leave like she um that's the only way to be free like and she thought that she was getting ahead and she got as far as one could get within that structure but within a structure like patriarchy where the house always wins like you're only just a few steps away from like the gutter
3: and even Crystal, who was at the top of the chain, had to, mm-hmm. you know, get her little settlement. And she was like, oh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, this was, was like, great. <laughs> I got thrown up the stairs to get a nap. <laughs> is
0: showgirls feminist? Or is it incredibly exploitative and unfeminist?
1: Wait, um, I mean, I'm, I'm like the last person <laughs> who should like, be saying. But I mean, I when I watched it, I, I would say I found it feminist. Same. Um, uh, but... Again, what we're like the it's, it could go either way. For it's um, Hollywood made this movie, you know. So like, I don't know that all this stuff that I'm seeing is in it. I mean, if you look at movies that Hollywood make, it's like they don't do that s- that often. So like, who knows? But when I fa- what I watched it, I definitely walked away feeling like um, I would describe it as a feminist movie.
3: I mean, if it were just exploitive, it would have been a completely different film. You know, it would have mm-hmm. just been like tits out, sexy, like yeah, stick it in hi, daddy, you know, it was not, it was, it was really complicated. It was really sad. It was really dark. It showed this like, um, this underworld is really dark. You know, you read like, it's like fun to watch, but like you, if you found yourself there for the night, you would say you would, you know, call your mom, you would say like, I don't want (laughs) to be here. Um, and I think showing like the, I think the showing the disgusting part of it is, um, essential, you know, it's like, and I think, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I I, believe it was intentional, but also I don't know. And I would say, I would say is um, feminist. I'm
0: voting feminist.
3: I'm going to say that
0: Uh, showgirls is to feminism what Oreos are to veganism. Uh, Oreos are vegan. Oh. Nobody made them that way. <laughs> Nobody had veganism in mind when uh, they created Oreos, oh. but they just happen to be vegan- trash that vegans love to eat they're not at all healthy they're not at all um i mean i good for you i wasn't
2: offended i mean the rape scene is the offensive scene and i don't just the way that was filmed was a bit much but i don't think that that made it not feminist and i don't mind nudity in my feminism i don't mind celebrating women's bodies in my feminism i don't mind sex work in my feminism i literally have nothing in this whole movie that i think would make it not feminist, feminist. except that it's yeah. written and directed by a guy but by men but that's i the think only. it passes
3: the bechdel test yes yes they talk about does. doggy chow and they talk uh, about yeah. versace i think yeah. it definitely is a guy maybe a dress a dress, a versace dress. <laughs> yeah but then they also her and the hr lady they talk about her birthday <laughs> they do <laughs> <laughs> this this surpasses the bechdel yeah. Test. yeah, this one invented it i, <laughs> I <laughs> don't see anything
0: not feminist about it I, I think it is feminist, but I think it is accidentally feminist, just like Oreos are accidentally vegan.
2: Well, I think a lot of things are accidentally feminist. Like, everything pop culture isn't necessarily intended to be feminist just because they write one powerful character, mm-hmm. so I have no problem. Throw me your accidental feminist. <laughs> I'll take it.
3: I have it. a soft spot for it because I think it is
2: it is so cool that it,
3: like, um shows this energy of Vegas in, a, like, a non-glamorizing light, like, you know, because everything about Vegas is, like... Oh, it's either like Rat Pack stuff or Vegas Vacation or just like, you know, boppy bop. And so I think it's really cool that it's done. I think it's um, I think it gave us very cool uh, female characters that uh, are not exactly reality, but it's like uh, I think a lot of people can relate to a part of them, you know. Um, and then the dancing. It's the most mm-hmm. feminist dancing when she's in the club <laughs> and the fringe is just flying. How yeah. about dancing, I'm like gonna dance like nobody's watching? That's I'm
0: going to yeah, dance. she
2: definitely was dancing <laughs> yeah. like nobody's watching. <laughs>
0: Matt and Viviana, you guys are a delight. Thank you. I love all the pop culture contributions you make to our community here in the city. And I want to know 2020, what's on your mood board? Like, what's on your vision board? What can you reveal to us? that you have in the works for 2020 or even just that you hope to do
3: our our mood board which is not to be not we don't know we but we have (laughs) Um, we have Detective Stabler doing yoga. There's a lot of great pictures of him <gasps> doing yoga. Stretching. Oh. Um, and that's kind of what we're starting with now.
0: <laughs> so you're going to have an exhibit of all Stabler doing yoga?
3: No. We're, we're, we're just looking
0: at a
1: lot of photos
3: we're of just like, uh,
1: Detective Stabler. We're kind
3: of feeling our way through, Where does you that know? lead
1: you, you know? Where does that, uh, where does that bop you over to? Mid-century
3: you know? modern. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, we don't really know. It happens right. late
3: at night. It happens. It's always. I know because um, I follow went you on the Double socials. crossing your legs. How did you even come up with that idea? That was Laura's yeah. idea. She's so amazing. So it's fun. Like we get to see like what the artists want to do too. And then like um, what just like uh, it's like. Uh, oh, this is fun. It's always starts like, hey, this is fun. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, let's do that. We've come up I with a lot. I've never noticed. Anna went to her double crosses <laughs> her legs. But she does it all then. the time. And it's fun to try to do yourself. I, can't I know. do it. It's crazy. But when I was doing yoga every
0: day. It's crazy. Like a few years ago before my back injury, I could do it, but it really like I had to put my back into it. I'm kind yeah. of scared that if I
2: do <laughs> succeed that I'll get stuck. You will. <laughs>
0: it feels really nice, which I'm sure is why she does it. Um, Yeah, I didn't even know because I, I have the gift of following you guys on the socials. These beautiful pictures of Elliot Stabler. Aren't they beautiful? Stretching started showing up in my feed I, I like wake up around two o'clock in the morning and I play with my cat and I check the gram and I was like, look at him stretch, look at him go. And then like I can swipe centers you, yeah. there's a lot of them. So I, I'm hoping that more show up and that, <laughs> and that we can celebrate his flexibility. We, we would just like
3: to reach out to him right now and say that if you want to do yoga class with us, we would love to that organize so that. Awesome. So just give us a call. Um, we just want to hang out. Like an
1: exercise <laughs> video, the way, like, how Kenya and Phaedra had dueling <gasps> exercise videos. Oh,
3: my God. Yeah. That would be fabulous. Yeah.
1: Something. Who would he duel? Maybe, I guess, uh, Caristi.
3: Yeah. Oh, him and Carisi. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, this is how it's You're just brewing. You know? Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned for our <laughs> new exercise videos, um, SCU <laughs> themed. We did just sign up for TikTok. Um, we're 55 years old. <laughs> 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 um, and that's kind of the end right now. All right.
0: Well, we're going to take the briefest of breaks. And when we come back, you'll ask, Viviana, I'm going to ask Matt. I'm going to ask Callie. And maybe if she feels like it, Callie's going to ask me. What What you watching? watching? Hey, podcast fans. Did you know that the best place to listen to your favorite shows ad free is Stitcher Premium? They've got Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine, The Lost Trail, Bitch Sesh, The Fantasy Footballers, Science Rules with Bill Nye, and more, all without commercial interruptions and we can hook you up with a sweet deal to get one month free go to stitcher.com slash premium and use promo code PopTarts. that's stitcher.com slash premium promo code pop tarts before we get back to the show i want to tell you about our new sponsor wolfie vibes publicity if you're working on a new project and find yourself in need of a kick-ass publicist who communicates well and works tirelessly to get you the coverage you're after, consider going to Wolfie Vibes Publicity. Wolfie Vibes Publicity is a female-owned and operated boutique PR firm that will get you where you need to be, and you'll even have fun in the process. Get in touch via WolfieVibesPublicity.com for details and quotes and tell them that Pop-Tart sent you.
3: Uh, essentially I started it because every female comedian I know was amazing and hardworking and hilarious And I knew would make great podcasts and every male comedian I know already had a podcast and was doing their own thing (laughs) Hi, i'm kate moldenhauer the founder of more banana podcasts a comedy podcast network entirely produced hosted and led by women Do you want to hear awkward sex stories told with no judgment? Hi guys, welcome back at Awkward Sex in the City.
0: I do dabble with around the booty and the butthole. And
2: okay, and I like the dabble around the booty Dab, Dabbling,
0: phrase. eating, whatever you want to do. We're all sexual people, so like everybody you know, has their thing. And it was introduced to me years ago, and I was like, oh shit, this feels good, you know? And, uh, do you secretly wish there was a
3: show out there dedicated to studying bro culture?
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Sweet, a lady's guide to bro culture. One of my my favorite parts of the movie is that uh, Emily Radikowski has a crazy last name, but they still have to pronounce it every time. So it's a lot (laughs) of bros being like, oh, dude, Emily Radikowski, bro. (laughs) Yeah, and they, right. And even though the characters know her.
3: What about a podcast for mental health and wellness that's hosted by two roller derby players? Welcome to Frau Pau, where your hosts, Odd and Rags. I think it was my psychologist that they talk to people with anxiety and depression and that they tend to watch the same TV shows or movies over and over again. And it's like a self-soothing soothing action. Because women are actually pretty versatile and funny. More Banana is a network of women's voices, unfiltered and uninterrupted. Find us everywhere you get your podcasts and learn about our growing roster of shows at morebanana.com.
0: And we're back. This is the part of the show where we ask our guests what you're watching. And it's a very broad question. We want to know about movies, television, books, podcasts, music, music videos. If there's something pop culture that pop cultural that you are consuming, we want to know about it because it's probably extremely cool. Let's start with Viviana. What you watching?
3: Um, I am watching uh The Outsider on HBO. I watched one episode. And also, there's this really crazy lady on TikTok who um, got her phone taken away. But she lives in the middle of Idaho. and But she's got a lot of content out there. That's all I'm going to say about that. DM me if you want information.
0: <laughs> Consider yourself DM'd because I want to know the crazy lady. You
3: don't know her name? Um, we, I just we, She is, like, mentally ill, but, like, she's uh, so funny. She's, I don't know. If can we delete this
1: part. She has, like, very good, uh, like, uh, like, honestly, stage presence. Like, she just makes videos that are more interesting to watch than anybody else. Uh, but I think her phone, which she did have her phone taken because of something that might she be good. threatening you know, the you
3: know. president. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: oh, not, not mad about anyway. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, That'll happen. Uh,
1: I am watching The Doctors.
2: <laughs> What's The Doctors?
1: They don't air it in New York City, so I have to watch YouTube clips. But it's a show that's like The View, but it's a panel of doctors. Oh. oh. is that the one with Dr. Oz? No, he has uh. his own show. Uh, This is Dr. Travis Stork. <laughs> i don't know if you've heard of him uh but he's the host and there's others um but it's just a panel show they talk about like sometimes the wildest things and it's like well nobody else is talking about this uh like years ago they were talking about like ketamine injections for depression which i feel like you only it's like oh now it's like you hear about that a lot but they were talking about that years ago and not necessarily in a way like you should be scared of this um and maybe you should i don't know i I watched like a 30 second clip so i don't know uh (laughs) And it's kind of fun. They had Halsey on. She was talking about endometriosis. I think um, it's just so it's like than-
0: stars talking about their health problems because that sounds like catnip for Jews.
1: Yeah, they <laughs> talk mean, about their health like, problems. We love talking about going to the doctor. I mean, it's like when they have something to promote, they'll go on, and or maybe there'll just be a topic that they give them. But like uh, you know, they had or the, their big interviews were like Trisha Paytas recently and Aaron Carter um, were like their big kind of gets. Uh, but I got, Aaron
2: Carter I'm so worried about
1: him yeah that was an, uh, it was the second time he had been on and it was um, it was pretty wild but that's the show I'm watching
0: I it's- just saw Cindy Lauper talking about eczema oh my god she's doing eczema cream commercials now I, I trust her yeah I, tr- I, tr- I think you put I could her in I trust yeah. her
1: yeah yeah. Why are the, you
0: watching The Doctors just because it's. Well, when
1: it started, it was like, I mean, they they literally have panel discussions about is smelling your farts good for your health? And it's like, well, oh, this is amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> why am I not, why is this not airing in New York City? Which it's like, it's, it's like prestige to me, but like Dr. Oz airs in New York City and I find him it, it's like boring. Although he does have good episodes. He like recently recreated Natalie Wood's uh, death on like a Ooh. miniature model with a lady who was pointing out little stick figures oh my God. Uh, and like a mini boat. But um I don't know I it's, it's just like when you watch a clip of the doctors it's like whoa compared to like uh, any other morning show which uh, watch I watch. This. So maybe it's just cuz I used I watch the view a lot and this feels like you know like you've like um whatever where you graduate to like a stronger drug or something. <laughs> oh I see. Uh, <laughs>
0: and what is it that what is the charge that you get from watching the view a lot?
1: Uh the view I like because I I mean I just I've watched it forever, and I do feel it is a great show. He's got um, a Joy Behar tattoo. I have a Joy Behar tattoo. I mean, really, that's... Do the, you literally have a Joy Behar tattoo? It's on my shoulder, yeah. I love of her. Of her face, or is it a quote? It's her face and her yeah. quote. Uh, and then, you know, I, I've, I've always like hated a lot of... Um, like, Megan McCain, I really can't stand. It's always, like, shocking how much more you can hate somebody from the last person. The only person in the Republican chair I've ever really liked is Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> because I did feel that she was just there. Believe She believed a lot of it and not uh-huh. like, I'm like a strategic Republican person, mm-hmm. you know, talking point. She was like, um, no, this is like, get on your knees, like pray. Like she would just <laughs> like have moments where it was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she,
0: and she's <laughs> like- All right, Callie, what you've been watching?
2: Uh, well, I've, I've watched some very interesting things lately, but I wanted to start off with this documentary I saw about. Magic City, which is the strip club in Atlanta that uh, I <gasps> that went to, famous. was there for a wedding. Yes, it was amazing. It was epic. And so there's uh, a documentary on YouTube, Magic City. Uh, first, there was a really good article in Atlanta magazine, Magic City, an oral history of Atlanta's legendary strip club. And it's like uh, a bunch of te- people just telling stories about how it got started. And it basically was, became like a hub for people who wanted to get on the radio had to play their track at Magic City, and if the strippers didn't dance, they wouldn't get airplay. That was just how it went. And so Fabulous got started there. Oh, my God. Migos came out of there, and um, it's all started by this guy. His name is Magic, and he he got his nickname because I think he was really good at selling printer paper or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it was printer. He sold it like Magic. (laughs) Yeah, and so that's how he got his name, and then he opened the strip club, and he only had one dancer at the time, and then they started, like, really evolving the whole club structure.
0: And you said this is a
2: documentary you saw on YouTube? Well this is the this is the story I'm about to tell is from um an article in Atlanta magazine. And so there was this one story that this one famous stripper there, she this guy she said it was a uh athlete that had uh I forget how she described his hair, but uh she wouldn't say his name. And he <laughs> was mad at one of the other strippers because i guess some strippers have like comedy bits and then they like insult, <laughs> insult the dudes and so he didn't like this one what this one person said and goes up to this other stripper and was like if you beat her ass i'll give you this uh watch that i'm wearing that's worth ten thousand dollars and she was like just starts taking her shoes off because over was <laughs> the other lady and whispers i'm gonna have to kick your ass but i'll give you five thousand or or $3,000 or whatever. And the other lady was like, yeah, let's go. And Magic was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We're not having any of this in here. And then the documentary, that's with future telling about how the whole music became so important and how this DJ became like the most important DJ in all of Atlanta because everything came out of that strip club. It is like the best strip club I've ever been to in my life. It was like Cirque du Soleil. They were people upside down. Oh, it's totally nude. And no hands upside down for like forever. You were just like, how long can you function like that? And people are throwing so much money. So it's very relaxing because if you don't want to lap dance, they just walk over to where they're going to get a couple thousand dollars. So there's like no pressure. I love a relaxing strip club. (laughs) And then some dude just handed my husband like a huge stack of cash. Just the guy next to us. And my husband, he gets really nervous at strip clubs. (laughs) And he just like walked up to this one really amazing looking lady (laughs) and laid the whole stack down like it was baby Jesus in front of her. And then he just kind of stares at her and walked away backwards. Oh, my God. (laughs) Without turning his back. It was the most wholesome thing I'd ever seen. (laughs) An offering. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I could have stayed there all night. It was. It was just amazing. And we went to a mail review last yesterday. Sunday. Sunday. Oh. oh my God. Fresh off of it. Right. Yeah, I, love I it.
0: had not had the, I'm not like Callie out in these streets going to clubs all the time. I, love no, strip I was, I was surprised. <laughs> I was alarmed. I was concerned. This
2: was way more handsy. You do not touch the girls in a, a lady strip club, but these dudes were like taking your hands and like, rubbing their pecs they were so smooth We want to know their lotion
0: Oh my yes God. they all were very moisturized um we went to sapphire gentlemen's club which is on 39th street here in manhattan well in manhattan and um they just a couple weeks ago started um a male review show called men of sapphire men and mimosas oh sunday brunch That's so funny. providing people who want to see naked men i thought it was for women only but it's not it's just for whoever wants to see naked men, um, providing them with the ultimate exotic male entertainment experience. In I, I was surprised how long it was. Like I thought it would be like however long brunches, but it was five hours. Oh my god! I mean, you
2: could leave whenever, but the whole <laughs> whole thing. Like every, yeah, there's I so would many, say there's twenty dancers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't go for the food. Let's just say that Okay. front.
2: <laughs> I mean, Um, the food wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it was not good. Worse strip club buffet food than that. Um, but my favorite
0: (laughs) part was um, there was this guy named Romeo who was like running around in his little underpants, just like simulating sex all over the place with different ladies. And the MC was shouting into the mic, "Look out, ladies! Romeo's gonna get you all pregnant. You're all gonna get pregnant." And everyone was like, "Ah!" And then he was like but he's not going to help you raise that kid. Ah! <laughs> and then you're all going to be on welfare. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> and I was like, is this supposed to yeah, be getting me hot right now because the strip club?
0: I'm not about to go down like that, Romeo. Like,
2: <laughs> and there was only one guy that had breakaway pants. and they were all wearing jeans and ha- and would awkwardly like take their have to take their shoes off and then pull their pants, oh my th- their god. jeans down and then take put their shoes back on. Oh my oh, god. There wasn't real. so much That's planning on that part. And then they had did like some choreography choreograph routines but they I, I think they're just getting it together and time. there was a lot of
0: tube socks and underpants like i i expected more special outfits than
3: that we got to go in and help them produce that
0: but yeah, I, yeah. I feel like they're, bright, they're bright just pants. getting
3: started they're gonna get into their stride yeah
0: but it was i would say that it had the same vibe if you're of um you know a plan nine from outer space as opposed to to you, a Showgirls. Yeah. It was more Plan 9 than
2: Showgirls on the spectrum. But there's something very endearing about that. Yeah. There's two more things I want to talk about. Uh, one is is the show The Circle on Netflix.
3: <gasps> Loved it.
2: Oh, my God. Shoebie. Mm. So it's basically like the real world, but all through social media. And it's like they, the people live in separate apartments, and they never communicate face-to-face during the competition. It's all via like the social media app that's specially made for the show that's sort of like an Instagram and a Twitter together. And it was fascinating. I usually I thought I was going to not like it, but everybody was talking about it online. I I binge watched the whole thing. I was so fucking into it. I loved Sammy. She was had such a feminist spin to everything. Like when girls one girl's just like talking about uh how she's a model and her looks. She's like she needs to give me more <laughs> about herself. <laughs> and then there was like this one dude who kept yelling, yeah, buddy. Like, I love this guy, Ronnie Col- Coleman. He was like a workout guy who has these videos on YouTube where he always yells, yeah, buddy. Like, <laughs> wait, baby. Do you know what I'm talking about? I knew remember- we
3: followed him on Insta. Yeah,
0: afterwards. yeah, yeah. I haven't he, seen Everybody want but- to be a weightlifter. <laughs> Nobody want to lift weight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he keeps yelling, yeah, buddy. So instantly, I love that dude. Um, Michelle Buteau's the host. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shuby is like this, like, uh, dude that has never had social media. And yeah, I is love just Shuby. Like the most innocent person. Like he, he. There's some catfishes on the show. Um, but you know the the viewer knows who the catfishes are going in, so this isn't a real big thing. But Shuby has a crush on this um catfish, Rebecca. And then he said the sweetest thing. He said that she just was like, she's like being around a nightlight, and it just helps him feel safe
3: oh the
2: innocence the innocence in this um so anyway i everybody should watch that i was obsessed and then the best thing i could talk about right now is bus party to hell
0: what's bus party
2: to hell it's on the pluto app pluto is a free app that has like a million movies and tv shows on them none of them are like super new but everything there's so there's like a deep dig and i got into the cult movie section. And bus party to hell. If you were ever wondering what um now I can't uh, Tara Reid has been up to since all of the uh, Sharknados, this is it. She's been on the bus party to hell, right? And so she produced. <gasps> oh, <good laughs> stars! And oh, produced, that's great. But it needed about seventy five percent more Tara Reid. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, and so it's a bus, a party bus on the way to Burning Man that breaks down in the desert, and then there's a satanic cult. Or they're also possibly vampires. It's a little fuzzy there. I would say about 45 minutes in, I had seen 75% of the women in the movie's boobs. (laughs) It was tits akimbo. (laughs) And it reminded me of this really campy horror movie called Teenage Cat Girls in Heat.
3: Oh, I've seen that.
2: (laughs) You know, it's like just anytime we could put a boob out, there's a boob out. I didn't really mind. Oh, also, I have a note here. 10 minutes in, they use the term cool beans. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then at this 45-minute mark, I thought there was about 60% chance anal beads were going to be used as a weapon. <gasps> it also has its own theme song. Can you sing it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was... <laughs> hell. It sort of reminded me <laughs> of the theme song from that movie that Stephen King, the only movie Stephen King directed where all the, the machines come to life. This movie was so mind-blowing with like the effects and shit, like the, the fake blood. I just started live uh, Facebook posting what was <laughs> happening because I was like, why is nobody in here? I had to keep pausing it to then like take it back and be like, no, nah. <laughs> what? It was just so absurd. But then there's a part that gets super creepy because they have to sacrifice a virgin and she's just turning 18 at midnight and then nobody else can have sex with her except this 27 year old dude. Cause like two people are in a couple. I forget the other reasons. And so I was so creeped out because then I was like this is statutory rape but then he gets killed in the best fucking bloodiest fucking mm. bloodbath and I was like oh this was planned now I <laughs> now I think this is going in the feminist canon <laughs> <laughs> and that is how I ended this this is in the feminist canon now
3: <laughs> <laughs> update it
2: so they, i think i i would suggest everybody watch bus party to hell it's All a right. wild ride on pluto mm. yeah it's a real wild ride and that is what I've been watching. What have you been watching?
0: Thank you for asking. I thought you would never ask. Uh, I was watching Dirty John on Netflix, but um, I was in the, in the the po- obsessed with the podcast, I think because Debbie, our boss, told us about it. And it's a true crime situation where this hustler was just hustling the shit out of this woman. Like he married her and was just after her cash. And he told her a million lies and she believed them. And things escalated in a very violent way in her family.
1: I saw something about that on the Tamarin Hall show. Mm-hmm.
0: And it uh, was a very suspenseful podcast that they turned into a very infuriating miniseries where Connie Britton played the woman who is the hustlee and uh, Eric Banner was playing the Hustler and like there was just like, talk about a, a red flag or two, like there were 200 oh million red flags and like she just wouldn't let go of this idea of having this husband that was a doctor even though he was not hmm. um and it is infuriating but i love connie britton so much i'll literally watch her do anything and so she's a delight and i was glad to to watch it um i have been watching the bachelor because uh our digital editor lydia and one of our very most excellent interns emma watch it and they come in here and they talk about it and i want to know what they're talking about and (laughs) if i want to know then i have to watch it and it's the worst it's horrible (laughs) it is a nightmare it is not accidentally feminist it is (laughs) anti-feminist in every way this season features 28 year old peter weber a delta airlines pilot from Westlake Village, California. He has no great shakes. Nobody should be fighting over him. <laughs> Yet they all are. Apparently he was third place in the Bachelorette season with Hannah Brown. And they trotted her in being like, maybe I made a mistake. And you can tell that he just wanted to like leave with her and like have, then, just go live life. But,
2: but what happened to whoever she picked?
0: Didn't work out. Shock. Shocker so she goes on the spouse one. that you meet on The Bachelor it doesn't work out. <laughs>
2: they should have to get married. So they
0: want he wants to <laughs> get with her and she wants to get with him, but they I guess they're contractually obligated to go through this charade. So here we are. And mm-hmm. the last thing that I watched that I want to recommend that everyone watch because it's free on YouTube right now is our luscious recording engineer Logan Del Fuego had a film premiere this oh, past yeah. weekend. Oh, cool. An art film that he made called The Angora Sunset Love Letter from Space is
1: it's a fabulous, compelling
0: name. and amazing. And I'm not just saying and that because Luscious Camp. Logan made it. Yeah, he it is an um, incredible amalgam of all of these weird campy clips from all of these sci-fi and cult movies having to do with alien abduction. <laughs> and then the soundtrack is um, things that are sampled from actual sounds from space and from beats and music composed by Luscious Logan and also from the actual testimonies of people who've been abducted by aliens. <gasps> all I am
3: watching that. over laid ML. over this
0: amazing pastiche of film clips. And um, it's all on YouTube. Just look up the Angora Sunset love letter from space. And, you know, maybe... Um, Take a mind-altering substance or not. Either way, you're gonna feel like you did. <laughs> That's how I feel when I watch it because it's really very meditative and it's a slow creep. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you for thank having you. us.
2: Always yeah. oh, so fun. I and can't th- wait for another ex- exhibit at your to be thank- fabulous. Oh yeah. But, yeah uh, tell everybody
3: the website. Oh um, thnk uh, like Tanya Hardy, Nancy Kerrigan, thnk 1994com and our Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of it's thnk1994 amazing Excellent.
0: thanks so much to our producers kate moldenauer and jesse karen at more banana productions and of course our luscious audio engineer logan del fuego We oh, caliente logan and, oh, and
2: happy birthday happy birthday, happy birthday. Logan.
0: and to our girl gang at bust magazine you can find me on twitter at emily Rems and on the gram at rems emily because someone took emily Rems. rude You cannot find Callie on the socials, so don't even try. (laughs) But you can email both of us. I'm at emilyrems at bust.com. Callie W at
2: bust.com.
0: And you can learn more about this show at bust.com slash pop tarts, where you can also sign up for our newsletter. You can also subscribe to Bust Magazine, which is an amazing way to support us. Uh, And another great way to support us and help us get the word out is to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. We don't want to be a cult hit. We want to be mainstream hit, mainstream, baby. Mainstream, We want to be top of the charts with a bullet. So uh, it really helps us get the word out. We super duper appreciate it. Until next time. Mm-hmm. Mwah!